So here's, here's something that we know from the neuroscience. If we feel unappreciated, if we feel that we're really not valued as a, a contributor to our organization, the pain centers of our brain actually are activated. And when someone is disrespectful or only gives us that, that negative feedback, not recognizing the strengths that we have, it's as powerful as if we have a physical blow to our head. Wow. Those are the, the, that's the pain centers um, really activated. And so that's why it feels so bad. And it stays with us for a long period of time. So, so there's some neurochemicals that uh, are very helpful um, when we are expressing gratitude, writing about what we're grateful for, reflecting on what we're grateful for. We, the brain releases dopamine, which makes us feel good. It's like it's when the text message goes off on our phone, we get a shot of dopamine. Someone, someone is connecting with me. And that's why it's so hard to put the phone down. Because when we hear that chime, we actually get a release of dopamine. So if we're reflecting on somebody that's, that's a big part of our life and that they're reaching out and we're going to get together, that neurochemical um, is released. And there's also a release, when, especially when we're writing or um, whether it's a journal or a thank you note or a gratitude letter, we get a release of serotonin, which is like an antidepressant. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have a person that has written about gratitude. Her book, Gratitude Heals, a journal for inspiration and guidance, features the latest research on gratitude, neuroscience, and positive psychology. She minimized the scientific lingo and translated the content into something adaptable to daily life. And today she is here with us and she will be sharing her own journey with gratitude through grief and she's here to inspire us and to uh, teach us all of the things that she has learned on her journey. Welcome Linda Rozak Burton. Thank you. Hello Georgian. I hope you're doing well today. I sure am. Thank you. So let us know a little bit more about you, about your story. I'm, I'm really curious. Thank you. I'm happy to share that. I am actually a, an executive coach, and my coaching methodology is based on positive psychology, the science of gratitude, and um, how our brains actually work. I'm certified as a brain-based coach out of the Neuroleadership Institute. And as I began to bring the science of gratitude into my coaching practice, I actually began to truly practice gratitude. I didn't consider myself ungrateful 
Um, but when I began to practice, I began to realize that I really was looking at the world differently. I was looking at what was working well. I was looking at what I did have in my life that I had taken for granted. And um, I actually experienced an aha moment when I went back through some of my past journaling over the loss of my younger sister, I realized that what I was writing about was still very dark and all about the loss and all about the grief. And I believe to this moment that because I really created a gratitude practice that became a part of the way I, the way I live, that I was able to recontextualize that grief. Of course, I knew that it was better that she wasn't sick and suffering. And I, I knew that I should be grateful to have had her in my life for as long as I did. But somehow I wasn't really able to recontextualize it until, as they say with um, what the neuroscience talk about in terms of neuroplasticity, that we can create new brain pathways, new neural pathways that become stronger the more that we practice. And I think that's exactly what happened to me, that um, I could look at what I was grateful for first. And, you know, there's a great practice, Georgian, called Remembering the Bad. And it helps us look at where we have had struggles and challenges, whether it's grief, trauma of some kind, loss. And if we look back at that time and then look at where we are today and begin to identify the people and the resources and the community that helped us go through that difficult time in our lives, then we can begin to really identify who we're grateful for and what we what we have in our lives today that made us stronger and more resilient and so it it is a practice of mine i i um i think every member of our family and every friend that knows of my work has actually heightened their awareness of gratitude and the book has helped um, get the message out even further. Yeah, I love that, and it's very, it's very funny that you mentioned that because I feel the same way about my friends and family. Uh, mm. Even even if I'm not the kind of person that that uh, is like, okay, you should definitely do this. You yeah. have to do yes. this, or you should be grateful, or anything like that, because I, I believe uh, freedom of choice is very important, and it's important for people to want to do something, not to be, um, not to feel obliged to do this. Yes. Um, but like you said, they they are more aware of gratitude, and and it's very sweet that they are, even people that I work with, are very aware of gratitude and a very um i don't know they just feel like they 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 could be more grateful and they try to to yes. apply gratitude 
at least in in the interactions that they have with me and that's i i think that's that's so sweet and so beautiful that it's happening and even if that's not something really big i think it's it's a seed from which um mm. amazing things can grow but Agreed. i also wanted to to get to to something else that you that you mentioned in your short intro so when we know that we should be grateful why can't we be like rationally it's like okay we have all of these blessings around us we should be grateful or we should be more yes. grateful why aren't we well i think you hit on one of the main reasons and that is it's a choice we have the ability to choose to to be grateful to look at things um gratefully or or not and um the 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 other component of it is our brains are we have a a built-in negativity bias and that's kept us alive as a species for um so long and so we we normally go to that fight flight freeze response to things and so we're we're great problem solvers when we see something that's wrong that should be improved or should work better we go to that but we're going to just go into that away state in our minds without any control and so that's the beautiful part about practicing gratitude we're still going to have that negativity bias it's built in and we have the choice to look at how we're thinking and reframe it so that's the reframe that i was able to do through my grief that um i could recognize how i was thinking and the choice was to change how i was thinking about the grief about the loss and so um it isn't something that comes natural we have to feel an an external we have to receive something externally for us to feel the emotion of gratitude we can't sit sit at a table and say i'm going to make myself feel grateful we have to have that that stimuli that goes along with that the other thing that the research shows is that we consider ourselves to be grateful this is a study done in the US about 95% of the participants felt that they were grateful but oh. only about half actually take that next step and express it and part of that research that's actually called the uh, gratitude gap it's out of the John Templeton Foundation research mm -hmm. and one of the main reasons why even if we want to choose to express gratitude that there are distractions are one of the biggest obstacles so we might think of someone that we work with that we that would really want to um express gratitude towards maybe they covered for i i saw your video at the at top of your website about getting up in the morning and how you look at the world um in two different ways i love that <laughs> and it's so it is an an intention that we have to show gratitude to someone but the distractions happen 24/7 right the phone rings the text message the meeting reminder pops up um I got a meeting that you know I I have to prepare for I'll do that later 
And then we find ourselves later in the day or in the week. And we remember that we wanted to, to write a thank you note to, to actually go physically face to face with someone and express um, appreciation and the distractions have kept us from doing it. So the intention is there, but this, the, the, the follow-up step is, is one that, that makes it hard to do. And what can we do about it? Like, how can we change this? Yeah, well, I love to, I call that um, a deliberate calendar appointment. So I schedule Friday mornings at 7 a.m. I schedule time to actually journal. It's a, it's a half hour that I just don't schedule anything else in. Um, I also set up visual reminders, both in the office and at home, of places, of people, of things that are really meaningful and that I can appreciate having in my life. So I may get off the phone and have in front of me a picture of my children. Um, grown now, but uh, and it takes me back to um, the wonderful things that they have given me in my life um, that I'm so very grateful for. Gratitude buddies is another thing that, or gratitude champions is another thing that I see um, in some of the companies that I work with, where you are making a intention to bring more awareness to gratitude towards coworkers, to patients, to clients, to customers. And, um, and it can be in forms of a, 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 grateful bo- a grateful board or a kudos board, I, I hear a lot of clients refer to, where you're actually putting a note up for that person to see, but also anyone else that, that sees the, the kudos board. And there's this wonderful thing called um, pay it forward uh, with gratitude. So when somebody does something for us, we, you know, our, our brains recognize that, that we've been given a gift, that we've received something, that we, we are the beneficiary, if you will, of a kind gesture. Um, and that gives us this feeling of um, elevation. And through that feeling of elevation, we as humans want to give that same feeling to someone else. So that pay it forward is uh, alive and well where gratitude lives. And so it's, uh, it's, it, it's almost this, this continuous loop that really helps us build out greater awareness to other people about the positive effects and the health benefits that are associated with gratitude. And that can be one-on-one, that can be your, your, your community that you live in. It can be um, the, the organization that, that you work at. Definitely. I was, I was actually thinking about um, the fact that sometimes this is exactly what we need, especially uh, in the workplace. For instance, mm. when you have to do all kinds of things and you have all kinds of deadlines and um, I don't know, just 
things that are time uh, that have a time constraint of some sort uh usually when we make mistakes or when things aren't perfect that's when we get the feedback yeah. and um I, at least in my case uh when when i i get that uh, like for uh, several times mm-hmm. um it's it's just it puts so much focus on what's not okay that i am thinking that i don't know it's everything is bad or ev- everything is not okay you know like i have mm-hmm. that that sensation uh that be- because the, the the person that i'm working with isn't seeing the part that is good or isn't expressing the fact that they appreciate the part that I am doing right, right. and that they they see the other part that isn't right for me even though I'm very self-aware um I, I see this happening inside of me it's like oh my god but is is that is the other part okay even if there are these things that need to be changed and it's and it's so interesting how we work and how important it is to to feel appreciated and to mm. to feel recognized for for that part that is actually working great and right. um is more than uh, satisfying well you you really hit on a very important um topic the one that i absolutely love and and that is that i believe we um in any capacity that we lead that we need to lead with aligning with how our brains actually work. So here's, here's something that we know from the neuroscience. If we feel unappreciated, if we feel that we're really not valued as a, a contributor to our organization, the pain centers of our brain actually are activated. And when someone is disrespectful or only gives us that that negative feedback not recognizing the strengths that we have it's as powerful as if we have a physical blow to our head those are the that that's the pain centers um really activated and so that's why it feels so bad and it stays with us for a long period of time so so there's some neurochemicals that uh, are very helpful um, when we are expressing gratitude, writing about what we're grateful for, reflecting on what we're grateful for. We, the brain releases dopamine, which makes us feel good. It's like it's when the text message goes off on our phone, we get a shot of dopamine. Someone, someone is connecting with me, and that's why it's so hard to put the phone down. Because when we hear that chime, we actually get a release of dopamine. Mm-hmm. So if we're reflecting on somebody that's, that's a big part of our life and that they're reaching out and we're going to get together, that neurochemical um, is released. And there's also a release, when, especially when we're writing or um, whether it's a journal or a thank you note or a gratitude letter, we get a release of serotonin, which is like an antidepressant. And it's motivating. And so there's some wonderful neurochemicals that are come along with 
a practice of gratitude that's good for us. The bad news is that we burn through those um, in our bloodstream pretty quickly. So we need to have more of it, which is why practicing gratitude ultimately creates the changes in our health and our well-being and within an organization as well. So there's lots of science that um, over the last couple of decades that have really come into the mainstream. It's, it can be in our school systems. It can be in our communities. And um, it works everywhere. But again, as you said earlier, it's a choice. It's a choice. And it can't be forced. Yeah, and that's, that's okay. So right? <laughs> I mean, if, there's, if someone's not ready, then um, they're not ready. Yeah, one I, thing I, that, I believe you. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Continue. I believe your message is, or your messages, your you, the the movement that you have created, um, falls upon those that are ready to hear, and um, and make a choice, and those that aren't ready, maybe what will happen further down the road. Um, but I do think we are at a time in, in, our, in our life, in, in our world, where there's a constant flow of negativity and we're growing weary, very weary of it. And so I think gratitude, you know, sometimes people say, oh, this, you know, there's no, this isn't a magic pill. Um, but it, it captures so much of what is going well. And um, it helps us with that dire reframe that we need to have just based on um, how we know our brains operate. Exactly. Because unfortunately, I could say, um, it's natural for our brains to focus on the things we hear on on the news, for instance, Mm. or or like you were saying, all of the negative things that are happening around us because... The brain wants us to survive. It wants to be up to date to everything that might harm us. And that's great because it keeps us from dying. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, but we need something to balance things out because otherwise the tendency is to basically get addicted to all of the negative things that are going on around us. And it's, it's it's very satisfying at 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 some level to to be aware of everything bad that's going on because you know that um you, you feel somehow safe and for me it was very interesting when uh in podcasts one of the the most um popular uh, types of podcasts is uh true crime and mm. i was thinking here I am doing this this podcast on gratitude and um, hopefully doing my best to spread positivity. And these other types of podcasts are so much popular than yeah. than mine. And uh, I got to to be curious about this, and I I got to find out why. And uh, my my perspective on this is that it, it, it's the way our brain works is when you know uh, what's the the bad that's out there that could uh, 
actually kill you, mm-hmm. um, you feel somehow safe and you want to know about all of the bad things that might happen so that you can keep yourself, your kids, your family safe. Right. And that's that's much stronger than the the urge to to be happier to be uh satisfied to thrive actually it's it's not something that's um that's related to survival so it's it's not that interesting for our brains so for the listeners of of uh, the podcast thank you for choosing this <laughs> and uh for choosing something more than just survival and um yeah doing their best not to get killed (laughs) yeah well bad is stronger than good um and i and that was that was beautiful how you just reframed what felt as such a negative for you to be able to see why there's such a um high interest in that you know i do a lot of work in healthcare in the healthcare industry and when you think about it being having that negativity bias saves lives, right? If I see something going wrong with this patient, I don't like the way the, the results look. Let's, and so that is an amazing strength that nurses and physicians um, have. When you take that negativity to an interpersonal relationship, it doesn't work so well, right? Mm. <laughs> it could uh, destroy that relationship. So it is a a conscious effort to really examine how we're showing up, how are we thinking, and how well is that serving us? And I think gratitude is just, a, um, I think it is the best way to really take those observations and decide that we want to reframe. We want to think differently about something that, um, that would, that brings us more negativity uh, and, 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 and a way to, to modify that, to start shifting that. Exactly. And I believe that's very important because it's our life that we're talking about. Yes. How we experience it. And sometimes we are able to create amazing experiences and it's really easy to feel grateful. But many times we get bored. We maybe mm. are sad or, um, I don't know, we we get bad news or uh, we hear something bad has happened to someone that we know or many different things happen in life. And what we have control over is how we react to them how how much we can appreciate those those positive things that we that we have in our life and basically it's the way we remember what we live mm. and we can remember what we live in two different ways if we choose to only think about those things that were bad in a day for instance right that can lead to a certain conclusion but if we choose to also see the positives i think we we have a different kind of experience and from what i know and i'm sure that you can um go much more in depth into this it's also affecting our health right yes absolutely absolutely there are some wonderful studies uh, there were studies done on um 
Vietnam War veterans and those that journaled that really looked at being more aware of what they were grateful for, they actually had lower um, PTSD symptoms, post-traumatic stress disorder. They've looked at cardiac patients, um, either high risk or after a coronary event. Those that journaled eight weeks for eight weeks actually had um, lower bioinflammatory biomarkers in their blood work. And so, um, you know, the, the research out there is c- continues. It does show that it makes us healthier physically, emotionally, mentally. We sleep better. We actually have more vitality. There's some great research coming out um, for uh, seniors that um, lower depression symptoms if they are practicing gratitude. But it goes back to the word practice. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it has to, we have to really put some time and energy into how we actually express gratitude, how we write about gratitude, who, you know, who is an individual? What was a meaningful experience? What was the behavior that, that um, someone did towards us? And why is that meaningful to us? And what are, how have we benefited by that? And what are the possible sacrifices that somebody may have given on our behalf so that's where the gift comes from that you know we've received something um from someone in a very genuine way it's not about hey i did this for you now do something for me that's on the far end of that nowhere close to to uh, gratitude um and so it's 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 the practice and if we say that we want to journal once a week or three times a week, we want to think about three good things. And if we don't get to that, not to beat ourselves up. Um, because again, distractions <laughs> are one mm-hmm. of the obstacles that we have that keeps us from really keeping that practice sustainable. But that's to say it's okay. So I didn't do it. I, I will start over again this week. And the, and the beautiful thing about this, Georgian, is that that awareness grows, that we're strengthening those brain pathways so that we actually start catching ourselves, thinking about what we're grateful for, thinking about gratitude. The word gratitude, will it starts to show up in articles that we read or when we're listening to someone being interviewed they'll they'll use the word i'm so grateful i'm grateful or i have gratitude and it just begins to um it, it begins to appear i i don't know how yeah. else to yeah, put yeah, it yeah. it begins to appear in our life and it's another reminder if you will that we really have such abundance um but what we hear about so much is that there's a scarcity and so, and it, it's, it doesn't mean that it's all smiley faces and um, emojicons. It is that there is, there are struggles, there is suffering. Um, but even in that, there's an opportunity to 
really look at what we do have in our lives that we sometimes easily overlook. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because when you, when you were talking about scarcity and abundance, it's it's actually just about where we look and where our focus is. Mm. And both can be true. And we can bring our arguments to uh, both of them. Yes. But I think the choice is, okay, where do I actually want to have my focus? Like, I can be right either way, but is this helping me or is it not helping me to be right. happier, to be more fulfilled in my life? So, like, like there, there's this expression that you, um, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm. You can argue for negativity yes. all of your life and you can be right yes. and you can make everyone feel bad that they are wrong but are you happy <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yes that's you that's know it. there's there's a great quote um dr rick hansen who is a, a psychologist neuroscientist has a quote that goes uh, what flows through your mind sculpts your brain and um and so if if negativity and worry and anxiety is what flows through our brain that's the the shape that our pathways take it's almost like the antidote to that is to create more opportunities to to bring gratitude into our thinking into our um, language into our behaviors um, and and to reap the the many benefits that that we now have evidence um, of in improve in improving our the wellness of our organizations the wellness of our families and uh, the wellness of ourselves as individuals exactly exactly and since we are nearing the end of our time together i wanted to ask you what and who are you grateful for in your life right now? Well, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I have come into this work. Mm. I'm grateful because I feel that, you know, we talked earlier about what we're passionate about, but I'm grateful that I, really feel like I found a a greater purpose and that there's more work to be done but I'm very very grateful that the, the I'm here at a time where there's the research and there's a growing awareness and there's kind of a, a counterbalance to the the level of negativity that we have in our lives and who I'm grateful for. Uh, I, you know, it might feel like a standard answer, but it's, it's my family who, um, I, the, the love in my family is undescribable and knowing, having the ability to, to talk with them every day, to see them, to, 
to text them, having that connection is, well, it's a human need and I have it. And, um, I, it's the, the love I have to say, it's the love that I have from, from my family and, and dear, dear friends. So I'm rich. I'm quite rich and, um, and abundant with, with where I am and what I have in my life today. So thank you for that question. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. And yeah, I, I totally resonate with that because this is what, what actually makes us feel rich. And um, yes. it's, it's actually one of the things that um, people that have been researching happiness uh, talk about as well. And I think... Mm. It's it's something that um, we can all find in in our gratitude uh, journal, yes. like the people yes. that that are in our life and that make our life a bit more challenging at times, but also <laughs> much better. Absolutely, absolutely. Well so, said. Well said. Thank you. Uh, so. Let our audience know where they can find you, where can they get your book? Yes, um, the book is available on Amazon um, in any country. It's in English. It's not in any other language. Um, and my website is www.drwcoaching.com. An interesting thing about DRW, Georgian, is those... That was, that was my sister's initial, DRW, mm. and um, wanted to keep her, honor her life, keep her in my life, and so um, uh, they can go to my website. There's a there's a, a lot of gratitude references and resources and um, articles that uh, that somebody might want to take a look at. www.drwcoaching.com Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for being so present and for sharing so many amazing things. Thank you. Thank you for what you do, Georgian. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much. Once again, this has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.